I'll be honest, that's actually one of the biggest reasons I started a client closet is because I know for me personally, if I'm going to invest, you know, five to eight to a thousand dollars per session, I'm like, wow, that's a lot of money. You know, that's why I was like, all right, well, if I start this client closet, it's, it, it honestly gives people more of an incentive to book with you because they're not having to go out and buy all this crap because they're not having to go and spend all this money. You've got the majority of it. Hey there, I'm Brooke Jefferson, host of the Book More Clients Photography Podcast. I'm a wife, mama to two, lifestyle photographer, and marketing strategist. I help photographers build a five-figure business through systems and relationship building. You can find me sipping on a whiskey and Coke, listening to podcasts, and binge-watching the latest series on Netflix. I created this podcast with the aspiring photographer in mind. I bring you tried and true strategies, tips and tricks to book more clients and inspiring interviews. Are you ready to frame your way to your dream career? Let's dive in. I'm so excited because Alyssa Hollis is back for the second time on the podcast. If you listened to her last episode, I think it aired in January or February of last year. I I should have looked before I started recording. But today we're going to be talking about some of the most asked questions. I know Alyssa's DMs are filled with questions like this. I know the social selling photographer group is filled with questions like this. So today we're going to be covering styling and really the nitty gritty in how to style your clients, some tips and tricks as far as colors, locations, skin tones, um, and then how to even start styling when you have absolutely no money to put into it. So I think this will be a very relatable topic today. Um, And hopefully you guys will be able to walk away with a plan for truly you know, up-leveling your game with styling your clients. So Alyssa, just in case they missed the last episode, will you give us a brief introduction of who you are? Hey guys, I'm Alyssa Hollis. I'm a family photographer in Atlanta, Georgia. I've been a family photographer for about 11 years and I'm also a um, editing mentor as well. Yes, yes you are, which I'm going to bet the majority of the podcast listeners already know who you are because we talk about each other all the time. I think I tag you in like every other post. We're always resharing each other's stuff on Instagram. So if you're not following Alyssa, you should. She's on Instagram at Alyssa Hollis. Is it photography or photo? Photo. Okay. Alyssa Hollis photo. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm super pumped to talk about styling because this is one thing I feel like no one's ever fully arrived at and something that you can't learn enough about. So first of all, tell us when you first started doing photography, were you styling clients right off the bat? Lord no, I was not. (laughs) They would literally show up in whatever they had in their closet. Everybody was wearing tennis shoes. It was, there was no style per se. It was, it was a mess, but you know, most of us start out like that with everything we do. It's it's always a mess. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. I don't think in the beginning, styling is the number one priority we have coming out of the gate. It's probably more of our settings and trying to gain that confidence that we can actually take pictures before we start tearing the pictures apart. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) So at what point 
would you say in your career, styling started to become something you wanted to focus on? I would say about six years in. Like, I would always, like, people always ask me, what should I wear? Of course, I would, like, be like, oh, we'll go to, you know, Old Navy, like, see what they've got. Like, I, that was about as the extent of my help was. Um, so about six years in, I started um, just building a client closet with stuff that I already had. Because I already like to shop. I already like to look cute. So I had all kinds of dresses from, like, Abercrombie, Hollister, places like that. Um, so that's how I started was, is, was just with what I had, which is what I think I'm really good at is making something out of nothing. <laughs> yeah, you really are. Um, and I, I love the concept because I feel like I do the same thing. I think a lot of us do. Um, okay. So first of all, would you describe yourself as someone that is a fashionista or knows fashion? <laughs> I mean, I like it a lot. I don't know if I necessarily know what I'm doing, but I really like trying. Good. <laughs> it's really fun. Well, good. Well, I can tell you right off the bat, I'm not. Um, I, I'm not <laughs> any kind. I mean, like, I don't have any type of knowledge in the fashion industry whatsoever. But the good news is for those people who are like, yeah, I know. Yeah, me either. You can find me in a t-shirt and yoga pants or whatever. Um <laughs> you can learn. And I've learned a lot ever since I've started paying attention. I have learned a lot. And I actually think that I'm going to learn even more just listening through your process of how you style your clients, how you piece them together, how you decide on colors, all the things. So I'm kind of excited to dive into that. But where I want to start is what does it look like when a client books you? Is the styling piece optional or how do you approach styling with your clients? So I approach it as if it's not an option because I feel like when you do that, they're like, oh, okay. Because when like, for example, they come to my website or my Instagram, they're seeing people fully styled. Like they know that those people did not just have those things just hanging in their closet. So I feel like with what you put out there is what kind of clients you're also going to get. So they already come wanting to be styled because they see it. And I talk about it so much on my Instagram that they already expect it. So, and I have it like in the welcome email, I taught like there's a whole paragraph about styling and the links to my, um, my client closet photos, the links to my um, wardrobe guide. So it's, it's talked about a lot. And if they call me and we have like a phone consult, that's one of the first things I talk about. So they know how important it is. So it's already, like I set that standard. Yes. I, I love that a lot. And I try to do that too. I, and I even asked myself a couple months ago, am I talking about styling enough? Am I mentioning it in too many places? But I will still have clients say, you have a client closet? I'm like, yeah, it's everywhere. Like I even sent you an email with it. And I just think a lot of people, first of all, they get busy. And so I love the fact that there's reminders there. You know, you're constantly bringing it up, bringing it up in conversation. And unless that mm -hmm. client just straight up says, I really don't want your help with styling, which still happens, right? Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, yeah, so unless they're saying that, I think a lot of, especially moms who are booking us, because specifically you and I are family photographers, they appreciate mm -hmm. the reminders because they're busy. So just because I sent it in, okay. let's say two emails, maybe they were a week apart, you know, me helping prep my clients, they still mm -hmm. might not have seen it or, you know, got distracted or whatever. So I love that you mention it over and over and over again. So that's like, I feel like that's a tip right there is don't oh, just yeah. 
put it in one place, make sure that you're talking about it over and over and over. And also don't hesitate to text them too. After you've sent the email, like the next day or the day after, like text them and say, hey, do you need any um, help with wardrobe? Did you check out my client closet um, gallery? Like, and then constantly do that. I they honestly that. appreciate it because like you said, they're busy. They don't know what to do. Like I kind of have gone above and beyond and I've like literally gone and shopped for people because they have full-time jobs and their kids are in school and they don't, they don't have time to do it. So I'll literally go and take photos of things and they'll agree. I'll buy it and they'll reimburse me. Like I've totally done that before. That is so cool. I love that. I wish we had more shops to do that with or more choices. I would say, you know me, I live in a teeny tiny town. So if I was going to drive three hours for my clients, it would be costing people like five grand. But anyway, (laughs) yeah. So thankfully uh, may not be an option, but I will say I have helped my people. I've gone to either like online stores or found something specifically, maybe even for just one member. Those dads sometimes can be really hard to dress because they think that they have to wear what they want to wear. And I end up sending mom, you know, a new outfit. And so anyway, I've done that before. And I mean, these are just little ways that also, if you go above and beyond and you add this to your client experience, your people will show up wearing what you want them to. So Um, I do want to preface something though, really quickly, because I told you this before we started recording is that our first priority is obviously not trying to style everybody for social media purposes, but more so like we're there to photograph whatever our purpose of photography is. Right. So for you and I, that's family connections. That's, that's genuine emotions, all of that. However, I will say styling, I do think plays a key role. I like, I'm looking around at the canvases of our family pictures and I love how everything that was selected enhances the personality of the person wearing it. And we were very intentional with what we chose to wear. So like my husband, he wore a, like a heathered gray t-shirt and jeans because that is him. He is like the classic Southern guy through and through. We're not very dressy button up people. I wore like a really fun dress that's flowy and it's kind of revealing and it's just like all of it put together is kind of like me and my bolder personality and then my kids dressed perfectly to fit their personality so I love the way that styling enhances so I don't want the mindset of when we're talking about styling to be oh we're doing this because we don't want people to show up looking ugly it's not that's not why it's just we want it to enhance because it naturally will take their um images to a whole nother level am i correct <laughs> and they're paying them in their home too so yeah i ask people on the questionnaire like what is your style in your say your living room because i feel like most people hang their family photos in their living room because everybody sees them at that point so i ask like what their style is as well because I have my set style and the colors that I like to photograph, but I also try to incorporate who they are as a family at the same time. I love that. Perfect. Okay. Well, now that we've cleared that up, now we can talk about styling. So where, first of all, I want to know before we get into some nitty gritty, I also want to know where do you start with a client? So let's say I've hired you for family photos and you've let me know that you offer styling. I have your, um, your gallery to look through your client closet how do you approach styling? Where do you start? Do you start with me? Do you start with the kids? How do you start styling? Okay, I always start with mama because I feel like she's the one person in the family that rarely gets to be in the photos because she's always taking the photos of her kids and her husband with the kids. 
most husbands don't think about taking photos of their wives with the kids. I don't know, because they're just busy doing things. Um, but I always start with mom. I always ask her to pick, you know, three to five of her favorite dresses, screenshot them. And I always tell her to text them to me because that way it's, it's immediate. I see the text first. So then I can start, I'll either try on the dress for her and send her a video of it on me. And then I can, we compare like her body and see like how it would fit so that we can get all that out of the way because I live kind of, kind of far from my clients. So they don't always get to try on things before. So I try to get them to pick like at least three options that they love so that they can try them on when we meet. Um, and then I build everyone else around mom. It's I love just, that. It seems, cause I always put her like on the center, like she's on the stage. <laughs> yes. So I typically do the same thing unless they come to me um, with something that they already have. So maybe they know what baby wants to wear. Then I'll go back and again, I'll start with mom and then piece everybody together. I will tell you, I try to leave dad for last <laughs> because how hard is it at the end of the day for me to be like, okay, here's a link to old Navy or Levi's and here's seven different options of colors. Just pick one. It'll match. Let's go. So I think that's, that's super easy. But, um, I also love hearing that you live further away from your clients. Cause this is something that I run into as an issue. They can travel to me if they want to. It's just, most people are busy. Obviously that's why they chose the time for their session that works for them. So I love the idea of having them choose um, a couple different things so we know at least one thing will work. I always tell them, bring an outfit from home. I'll bring an outfit from the client closet you've got your eye on, and then we'll go with whichever one ends up fitting or both. So I love that you do that. And I think that will help a lot of people who don't have the luxury of having clients come into their homes and do try-ons. So, cause I don't have that luxury. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's very rare that happens. I mean, I've taken clothes to clients because I mean, I'm home working from home all day. My kids are at school. It's easier for me to take them stuff. I've literally taken bags of clothes and dropped them off at clients' houses. And then I just get them back from them. I so love I that. do whatever I have to make it work. <laughs> yeah. So many fun delivery tips. Okay. So <laughs> now I want to pick your brain. So I kind of want to talk colors. I kind of want to talk skin tones. Where in the world do you start? Do you go off of a color palette based on the location you're at? or based on your editing style, or how do you go about choosing what colors are gonna look best for you and the way that you edit? So for me, I usually pick the colors based on the way I edit, because I do tend to photograph in the same like five places. It's either a field with green grass or it's the mountain with the sunset. Like, and honestly, I've styled people the same colors the same way for either location. Um, so I do try to stick to my branding colors because those are my favorite. So basically I'm obsessed with fall colors all year long. <laughs> I don't like like pastel colors or like bright neon colors. I try to stick to more either neutrals or like the olives, forest green, um, you know, mustard yellow, burnt orange, rust. Those are my favorite colors to photograph. I feel like when they wear those colors, it brings the photo to life in such a way that like say pastels would like in the spring. I, it just wouldn't look as good to me, but you know. Yeah, I agree with that so much. And I've, I have a style guide now where I, and I'm actually going to redo this too over the Christmas break, just because I, I'm like, this is a good style guide, but I, I want to take it even deeper and more in depth because I do know that's the one thing that they read from cover to cover. So like, I know that 
even if we never have a conversation about styling again, which is very rare, but I want to prep them. And if they choose not to follow it, well, then they choose not to follow it. And I can't really help the fact, then it's just hard editing at that point. Um, I mean, I make it work, but I will say when you said neon, I immediately went back to a session that I did and they all wore that bright, hot pink. And I could not edit that for the life of me. Like I could not get it to work with the sun. I couldn't get it to work with all the bright green around them. It was crazy. So I've decided we're definitely not doing neon colors ever again. And I wish I would have, you know, gone a little more in depth with that styling, but, um, but it's so true. So how can someone figure out maybe what colors work best with their editing style? probably just shoot all kinds of different stuff and then just see what they like the most. Cause I mean, that's kind of what I did in the beginning. Like I didn't always know that those colors were what I enjoyed the most. Yeah. But also when you know your editing style, you kind of know the colors that work well with that style. Like in the beginning, I, I didn't edit, I edited very clean. So I didn't, it didn't really matter, but photographing different things is the only way you can find out what you like. Just like when you're deciding what niche to go into, you just got, you have to do it all to figure out what you love. For sure. Trial and error. And honestly, that's probably not people's favorite answer, but, but truly. And I think most people listening probably have at least a handful of shoots under their belts where they could look back. What were their clients wearing? What go back to the editing process? What, which parts of their outfit was the hardest for you to tweak or to tone down or whatever it was, and then start making you a list of colors that work and colors that don't. And also one thing that you can do, and I, I also will say this, I don't think that your branding colors have to match the way that you edit. I know for you, it fits perfectly, but I also just wanna you know reiterate, for me, my branding colors were pulled from some of the colors and tones that tend to pop up, but not all of them. And so I don't want you guys to be like, well, my branding is lavender purple, but I would never ask somebody to wear lavender purple. That's okay. I just want you guys to, um, a little tip and trick is go back and pull some of your images, go over to the Canva color palette, pop your picture in there, and it will pull out the hex codes. So you can add those to your styling guide. If you guys have my styling guide template, um, that's a good way for you to get your own hex codes, put in your own color palette, all of that. So that's like a little tip and trick. If you're like, um, I don't really know what exact color that is. That's how you can go pull that. So, okay. Next thing I want to ask you are skin tones and I mm -hmm. don't have to be a scientist to figure this out, but I am curious what your thoughts and tips and tricks are for styling to certain skin tones and hair colors, I guess. So I don't know how to word it. Like, I feel like I just, that's one of those things that, like I just know based on like who I'm looking at. I don't really know how to like scientifically explain it, but like, for example, a blonde, like I had a blonde girl the other day and she like, I, I would not put yellow on a blonde. I would put like dark teal or um, hunter green, um, dark maroon. I would put that on a blonde because it's going to make it all flip or a color that I recently put on a blonde was the, um, the rusty velvet color that makes them look real. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, someone with a darker skin tone, I would go, I could put a, a mustard yellow on them or a burnt orange or a, a, a green or a forest green, and it would just make 
oh my gosh, it'd be beautiful. Like that, I don't know if that's the right way to explain it, but I just know what colors go on certain people. Like, I yeah. don't really know how to tell you other than yeah. that. <laughs> no, that's fine. I was just looking for examples. So let's say we have a family of four. You've got mama who's super blonde, uh, dad's brunette, and then you've got kids that kind of got the mixed, you know, um, let's say they've got, I don't know, like the dirty blonde hair and they're all very light, pale skin tone. How would you dress that family? I would probably put her in like either a dark teal or a maroon. Okay. And then um, the kids probably, I could put the kids in, in mustard and like olive. Okay. Because they're, you know, the dirty blonde. Um, and then dad, I'd probably have him in, he could probably wear burnt orange. I think burnt orange looks good on like darker haired people. Okay, cool. I, I love it. I can I see all the colors. See that on my mind. Yeah. Those are all my favorite colors. Yeah, I love it so much. Okay, so let's flip the script. Let's say we've got a dark-toned family. We have everybody is um, super dark hair, brown eyes, and I would say their skin tones vary a little bit. So we'll say mom has the beautiful dark skin tone, and then maybe everybody else is a little bit lighter. What would we be putting these this family in? I would probably put her in emerald green. I think emerald green looks so good on dark skin tones. It just okay. makes, it makes my eyes so happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so probably emerald green on her. And then the same colors, honestly, I personally would choose for the family. Maroon, maybe even black. I could put black on a lighter skin tone. Uh, some people don't like to photograph black. I personally like it. I, I like having at least somebody wearing like a black button up or a black t-shirt or whatever. I like that. I uh, am I am very torn. It definitely depends on what else is being worn. Sometimes I right. like it, sometimes I don't. For instance, the other day I was photographing in a cotton field and mom wore a black hat and a black lace short dress with some black knee-high boots. And mm -hmm. I will say, I mean, obviously we did a lot of brush work to brighten her up because she was obviously very shadowed, but the rest of the family looked great. And so in that instance, it worked great. But I think the reason that I'm torn is because sometimes I don't really like to matte my blacks. I like a true black. And yeah. so sometimes when I do that, the black just pops a little more than the rest of the image. And I just have a hard time. Right editing that and I'll, that's just my weakness right there but yeah I, I would rather photograph black before white <laughs> right I would put like I wouldn't put black on somebody if I were doing their photos in a field like at the mountain that I always shoot at I, I like people wearing black there yeah because you've got shadows on the mountain and so I like and I look at your pictures all the time so I know exactly what you mean and yes black is one of those colors that works well for you so okay so now we've kind of got an idea of maybe some colors. And again, this is going to be very trial and error for every photographer and their style, obviously, and their location, because we're not all going to photograph the same color palette. Like we can't all take a fall color palette wherever we live and say that it looks good because it probably doesn't, right? So once they know their color scheme, what works good for them, I want to talk about some places you shop and how in the world do you even start when you have like next to zero dollars for a client closet? <laughs> well, I would, well, for one, I'd save and budget. <laughs> Budgeting is how I do my client closet. Cause like I told you before we started, I'm not made of money. I got lots of bills. I got lots of kids. 
um, <laughs> planning for another one on the way. Like I have a strict budget. So in the beginning, if like I would save, obviously, if you don't have anything to start right away, use what you have. I'm sure you have some cute dresses in your closet somewhere. Um, and I personally, I have like a 250 to $300 budget per month. I don't always buy things each month. Sometimes I will like be like, oh, I have a really big purchase that I want to make next month. So I'll save that and put it with the next. Like if I want to buy like a beautiful like lace gown, I've um, recently met a girl um, well, online. Her name's Brandy. She runs Jazzy Vintage Couture. She's amazing. I just got a dress made from her. So I saved up for that. It wasn't something I could just draw that much money on, right? Um, so like, of course, if your budget-friendly places are, you know, Target. Target has some really amazing dresses and really cute kid clothes. Um, Old Navy and Marshalls too. And I look at Marshalls as one of those like, almost like a one-of-a-kind place because, you know, you and I could go into our local Marshalls and we're not going to find the same stuff. I mean, it's super cheap. So what? I mean, it's a client closet. I mean, it's a prop. It is literally a prop. People are going to walk all over that and get it dirty, possibly rip it. Um, anyway, and then the more like higher in places, I buy most of my stuff from free people. We all know free people is not cheap. Um, Joyfully, which I'm so stinking blessed to be a affiliate with them. So that helps a lot. I'm like obsessed with their stuff and they're shipping y'all seriously best shipping ever. Like I get my stuff from them with like within three days. Like I love it. You have a code that everybody can use for. I have, I have a link. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I want you to send me your link because I want to put it in the show notes. And then if anybody else can't find it, then you guys go message Alyssa Hollis photo and I promise she'll send it to you. Um, but yes, I have been watching your stories about them and their fast shipping. And I'll be honest, I don't own one thing from them. So this is like making me want to go take advantage. I know um, we're in the holiday season and a lot of sales are happening. So it kind of makes me want to go check out what they have. So yes. And I want you to have credit for that as well. They have weekly sales. Like their sales are really, really good. Um, their stuff is so beautiful. I mean, it's a little bit like, I guess you could say a little higher class looking, yeah. a little fancier than most things, but I, I feel like almost every session I've had this year, somebody in the family has been wearing joyfully. It's, yeah. I'm, Cause I'm not obsessed with them. I have all of their hats. Obviously if you watch my stories, I'm usually always wearing one of their hats. Um, also there's a website called, I don't know if I'm saying this correct. It's called Boheme. Yeah. Uh, B O. I love them. I get a lot of stuff from them, just like personal clothes that I love. Um, and then Ruli, uh, Piper and Scoot, they have the cutest dresses and a lot of their dresses have pockets, which makes me really want to yes, buy from them. Pockets. <laughs> Um, and then of course, you know, custom makers. I mean, there's a lot of people that make custom dresses. Um, but yeah, again, the budget thing, setting that budget and not comparing your, like your client closet to someone else. Cause we, a lot of us photographers share our client closets on Instagram um, because mainly we want our clients to see it. My, I have a lot of clients that watch my stories. So when you're seeing somebody buying all this stuff, don't compare yourself. Like take, break, do, if you have to, just don't look at it. <laughs> set your budget go with what you can do because you are you know you're the only one that can control that don't go over budget just because you want to have what someone else has like I don't need to do that okay I have a couple more questions for you they're like <laughs> swarming in my brain like sharks all these questions okay question one do you dress your families now in your client closet outfits 
like, would you say the majority are wearing stuff out of your closet or would you say it's a healthy mixture of you're pointing them in the direction of purchasing things for themselves versus your client closet? That's my first question. I would say about 85% of my clients wear my client closet stuff. And I also use Island Select. So it helped, like I do it together and Style and Select has the option of like putting your own client calls and images in. So um, you can really get the full picture. So I don't use Style and Select as much as I use my own brain to make things happen. But I do have those families that I just like know, okay, if I send them this link, they're going to buy everything in it. So like you kind of can fill out people. So I, it's an equal mixture of what I do there. Perfect. Okay. Um, I was just curious, the bigger people's client closets, I feel like the easier it is for someone to find something they want, much like if a store has more inventory, you're going to find something you want to buy. Okay. So I also want to mention, I don't know if you do this or if you did this in the past. One thing I started asking my clients is what is your budget for styling? It's specifically for this session because with you and I, people are investing you know, not a little, typically a lot in their session. And so they care about it a lot more. Like you said, you don't, you don't want to be paying $500 for a session and show up wearing things that don't, that, that don't make you look as good as they could, you know? So most people typically know that they're willing to invest if they can't find something in your client closet. So what are your thoughts on people asking their clients, what is your budget for styling? So maybe they can put together links from Old Navy or Target or something like that and like put it together in a Pinterest board and send it off to them and say, hey, here's all the things I found. Um, I'm, I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts are for asking that question. I mean, I think it's perfectly fine. I mean, that, I'll be honest, that's actually one of the biggest reasons I started a client closet is because I know for me personally, if I'm going to invest, you know, five to eight to a thousand dollars per session, I'm like, wow, that's a lot of money you know, that's why I was like, all right, well, if I start this client closet, it's, it, it honestly gives people more of an incentive to book with you because they're not having to go out and buy all this crap because they're not having to go and spend all this money. You've got the majority of it. Like, and if they're just having to go buy dad a new shirt, cause most men have khakis or even black pants in their closet. It's usually mom that doesn't want to splurge on that expensive dress, you know, like free people. I think the most expensive dress I've bought from them is like 168. She's not going to, where else is she going to wear that? She's not. She's going to wear it one time. So might as well have it for her. That's less money she has to spend. But to answer your question, I, I think it's perfectly fine to ask that question. And because you yeah. can build it for anybody. Like, um, oh, and one other thing I wanted to add to this client closet thing. When you're starting it, I get this question a lot is what size do I buy? And I typically, that's why I love free people and joyfully, their stuff runs big and you can always pin it. It's better to go higher in size unless you have a specific client that you're styling and you want to go and you know she may be super tiny. Go ahead and buy that because I mean there are people that will be able to wear it, but I always get mediums and larges because I can always pin those on smaller people. That, you yeah. can't make a bigger, uh, a smaller dress bigger. So yeah, that's, anyway. <laughs> that's a really good thought too. And I will say a lot of the brands are really good with their dresses that they fit multiple sizes. But I think yeah. that basically if anyone buys size medium like you said, if you need it a little bit, you know, tighter then pin it, or if it's too long, fix it. Right. But, um, I have noticed that a lot of, and I've, I've gotten a lot of Baltic born dresses too. I know that's like really big and really popular. And I know you use them too. 
Um, but their dresses are some of my favorite just because they fit so good. Like I can, I have, I've used one of their dresses for a maternity client and turned around and used it for my tiny little sister. So, I mean, like they're great. <laughs> they have a lot of wrap dresses and they're true wrap dresses. They're not fox so, or faux or whatever, however that word is said. Um, they're true wrap. So lots of different people can wear one size dress. Yes. I love that I like so much <laughs> for sure. Um, okay, one question I get all the time too, or that I see, I guess it's not really technically directed towards me, but just I see it in photography groups all the time is, um, should they offer a discount to their clients for donating the items they purchased to like to keep, right? So like mom knows she bought this dress, she knows she's never gonna wear it again. A lot of people are like, how do I go about asking my client to donate it to my client closet. Do you have any feedback on that question? So I, like I said, I have that budget set, right? So for example, I took a photo, uh, took photos of a family the other night and the mama bought, um, she had gotten an outfit from a friend and um, her daughter, she both bought both daughter joyfully dresses. And I just straight up said, I'll buy those for me if you're never gonna wear them again. I don't, I wouldn't offer a discount up front I would just buy them, especially if they're only wearing them once. I mean, they're worth the resell, I think. You could totally offer the discount if you wanted to, but I mean, either way, I guess it's just an exchange of money, so it doesn't really matter which way you go about it. It's so true, yeah. I mean, I would always say maybe the discount be like the last option. Now, I will tell you what I have done in real life. I had an awesome um, friend of mine who booked me for um, Christmas pictures. And she said, Hey, I have three maternity dresses. I'm never going to wear these again. Can I donate them to you or sell them to you or whatever? I can't remember how she, she said something along the lines of, do you want them? And so mm -hmm. she's like, let me drop them off. You look through them. If you love them, you know, we can work something out. And so, um, they were amazing. And if I would have bought that with my own money, they probably would have been hundreds of dollars. But I just said, hey, can I just waive your retainer fee? And then I'll see you at the session. And she was like, yeah, absolutely. So um, she basically, she did get a discount in that way. Or I've seen a lot of people offer like product credit or uh, session credit. Okay. There you go. Session credit uh -huh. for the future, depending on what the item was. And some people, like my client closet, a lot of it, I the majority I've bought, um, but I have a lot of clients that are like, hey, we're never going to wear this or here's some newborn items. I'm never going to use this again. And then they don't even ask for anything in return. So yeah, it just kind of depends. I feel like it's kind of a case by case basis. Um, and so you do whatever you think is fair up front, but I don't want anybody thinking that you need to exchange a session for free to get clothes for your client closet. Like that would be ridiculous. Okay. So don't do I that. I see that a lot on, in Facebook groups. People are like, oh, I'm going to buy this free people dress for this, for this client and I'm not going to make them pay. Then why are you taking their photos? Like you have to make income. You yeah. have a family to feed. You have bills to pay. You can't just buy pretty dresses and not make money. You have to be smart. Yeah. For sure. That's actually uh, one thing that I tell people when you do model calls, which I feel like model calls are great. I think a lot of people get stuck on those, especially the photographers that aren't confident enough in their own work. They like to fall on model calls a lot. And it's like, I'm not, you know, I don't think that's a negative thing. I just, one thing that I tell people is 
you can't just give things all the like for free completely. Like if you're trying to buy $200 worth of outfits and they're not paying you for your work or your time or your travel, then you're working for free. You have an expensive hobby. That's not a business. However, what I say is at minimum, these people need to have a set amount of images that they're going to get five, 10, something like that. And then you tell them you're responsible so I'm not letting you pay for the session, but where that money's going instead is towards the styling portion of your session. So I always make the, the client have some sort of bargain or not bargain, but um, obligation so that they don't cancel on you or they don't get it all for free. Because again, that's where nightmare clients come from, people. If you're working for free, <laughs> you're going to have nightmare clients. That's just, that's just it. So that's a side rant. But it seems so wild that you have issues with people getting through things, but it, it does happen. But that's where those nightmare stories come from is all of that. People make them sign contracts. Don't yes. do that all the time. You got to get yours too. You want to get tagged and shared and you know, that's the point of a model call. <laughs> it is. So yeah. And I know this isn't about model calls, but I know a lot of people will use model calls for, um, getting their style out there, getting their name out there. A lot of people, when they rebrand or they get a client closet, they want to showcase that stuff. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I do think people need to absolutely 100% make people sign an agreement and you verbally let them know this is your, like you're agreeing to all of this, right? Yeah. I'm doing this for free in exchange for, and then you bullet point the sucker or like all those points and you let them know that that is what they need to agree. Yeah. And if they don't, don't photograph these people. <laughs> it's that simple. So, okay. Do you have any last tips or anything we didn't cover about styling our clients? Starting out, work with what you've got. I mean, you can style people. Like I could literally go into Target right now and style a whole family for probably under a hundred bucks. You can do it. I've actually, I actually have really a lot of fun doing that. I do it sometimes just for fun. Like I'll just grab stuff and lay it on the floor and look at it. I'm like, man, I want somebody to wear that. I'm obsessed with it. So <laughs> I do it all that. That sounds like a really fun challenge actually is. It does. See. Yeah, it does. We should do a challenge in your group to um, go to Goodwill and style a whole family. That would be. Let's go to thrift stores and make some magic happen and then let's talk about that mm -hmm. okay you know what we're gonna do this so um yeah we're, we're definitely gonna post this so if you're listening to this podcast i don't know when we're doing this but it's going to happen okay um and probably in our off season because the rest of us yeah. are super freaking busy uh but yes i love that idea and we'll just make, yeah, we'll just make it any thrift shop, thrift shop, Goodwill, Salvation Army, basically wherever you yeah. can walk in and kind of piece together things. Um, this is so fun. I can't wait to see what people come up with. But anyway, okay, so fun. All right, really fun. go ahead and remind everybody where they can connect with you on social media. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Alyssa Hollis Photo. That is the one place you can get me all the time. I basically live there. It's fine. <laughs> she does. And it's so fun to watch her stories. You never know what you're going to get, except for there will always be Chick-fil-A. <laughs> oh, yes. Lots of Chick-fil-A, lots of random coffee drinks, crazy children. Lots Good of time. baby bump, but soon to be yeah. baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, babe. 
Yeah, that'll be so fun to see how your stories change with all of that. Um, but, yeah. I was thinking about that last night. Actually. Yeah. Okay, well, you gave so many good tips and you gave a lot of tips that were worth like writing them down and implementing them. And so I hope that this will help kick people's 2021 year. Um, <laughs> and we're just a bunch of hot messes having a conversation on a Monday morning. That's scary. Um, but we did really good. We, we made it through. So, all right, guys, that is it for today. And I will see you guys on the next episode.